Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Hello and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast for the week of August 6th. This week, Nintendo has given us two surprises with the announcement of Pikmin 3 Deluxe and a new Smash update. We'll also be talking about our backlogs that we'll be playing leading up to Pikmin and who knows what else else is coming out this year. <sighs> My name is Casey DeFritis and I am your host. And this week I am joined by Brian Altano. Hi, everyone. Seth Macy. Hello. And Logan Plants. Hey. 
And I just wanted to mention that Logan Plant has now been working as our production assistant for the last year. So thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. We super appreciate it. And we welcome you on the show this week. Yeah, it's been an awesome year of NBC. When I got this gig last August, starting my senior year of college, I'm like, man, 2020, it's going to be the year. It's going to be just the best (laughs) year for me. And that prediction was, was very untrue. But I've loved working on NBC. Well, we did get to do a thing that we do for everybody who's worked with IGN for a year, which is we broke into your house and spray painted the IGN logo on your shirt. So yeah, yeah, you're uh-huh. welcome. Congratulations! That's now yeah, it's, it's your... still drying right here. Actually, it's kind of <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh, well, I apologize. Sorry, sorry about for the door. Your... <laughs> but hey, thank it's you guys good. so much for joining me this week. Um, let's start off by talking about the big news, which actually. Nintendo finally decided to reveal something before we recorded. So I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, Nintendo. But we finally know Nintendo's next scheduled release. It will be Pikmin 3 Deluxe out on yes. October 30th for $59.99. No! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so I, you guys, Brian, you're, you're a Pikmin fan. I love Pikmin, yeah. Um, Are you the- excited? <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm all for uh every last great Wii U exclusive game to no longer be that and to be brought to a platform where millions more people can enjoy it. Um and I, I Pikmin 3 is really fun. Uh it's a really good game. What I'm a little annoyed about with this is that uh they delisted the Wii U version basically the exact moment they they announced <laughs> this version. And the Wii U version was on was selling for twenty dollars. Yeah. So that's kind of a that's kind of a weird situation because like they're they're basically telling their fans like if if you have access to a Switch, this is where you'll have to play this game because you won't be able to get this anywhere else for cheaper. Um, And also that it's it's three times the price. Now they're adding a bunch of stuff to it, which obviously we'll get into. Uh, But yeah, my gut reaction was yay, Pikmin three. And then also boo to the price, but then also you're totally going to pay that price and get Pikmin three on your Switch. So yeah, yeah, you're problem, totally right. As they and say, the and I also wanted to mention that we're bringing up like the kind of skeezy tactic of taking it off the Wii U eShop. Uh, you guys noticed that all of the the vouchers that people bought, um, I think it was it was a hundred dollars for for a vouch two vouchers, one voucher per game, yep. and they expired on July 31st, which is right before. They made this announcement. Um, I know at least one person in our podcast forums on Facebook mentioned that they actually called Nintendo customer service and asked for the vouchers to get an extension. And they granted him the extension by another year. Oh, wow. So, wow cool. But it is now too late to do that. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe if you have expired vouchers sitting around, you can call customer service and have them i'm so sorry nintendo customer service workers if you guys get a a flux of callers because of this but i I, hey it's it's worth a shot right especially Mm -hmm. if you haven't used them yet but yeah that that was was uh kind of nefarious about this whole thing too like you mentioned the vouchers they were two for a 100 bucks which means for if you buy you know 60 bucks a 60 dollar game you're you know saving 10 bucks per Mm -hmm. game which is it's a great deal uh but you the they stopped selling them like a year ago yesterday basically two days ago and with the expiration you could put them towards stuff that was available for pre-order but because pikmin 3 wasn't available for pre-order you couldn't put it towards that and nintendo's been pretty quiet about announcing their 2020 lineup 
uh, Raster mm-hmm. 2020 lineup. And so you didn't really have anywhere to put that money. And then they retired those vouchers. And then like three days later, they were like, Pikmin 3. And so like, it, <laughs> that kind of feels a little nefarious. Like, I wish that had panned out a little bit better. Um, yeah, not crazy about that I w- whole situation. I would have been more forgiving if they announced it like the day the vouchers yep. expired, because then it, at least people would be like, oh, I have to spend it on this now. I mean, it still would have been a little bit questionable, but not nearly as nefarious as this was. I don't know. Logan, Seth, did you guys buy those vouchers? No, I didn't. I thought I thought it was I would just spend the extra 10 bucks. And I'm not really a digital player. I mostly get physical stuff. Um, but I thought another weird thing about it is like a third of the games you could get with a voucher were $50. So you weren't even saving anything. <laughs> on a bunch of the options. So that was another kind of weird part about the voucher system. I was just never on board with the whole thing. What about you, Seth? No, I didn't buy the vouchers. I actually forgot that that was even a thing until today. (laughs) Well, surprise for those of you. I think a lot of you are probably in Seth's boat as well, where you didn't know it existed, which is fine. I mean, it's it's only a ten dollars saving, right, per game. But well, on that, <laughs> I mean, that's seventeen percent off a retail price. In fact, if you go to IGN Deals right now, you can see all kinds of fifty dollars Nintendo Switch first party games. Welcome to MVC, where we shill IGN Deals and IGN Wikis. It's all day my job. Day. My my, it is my job title. I have to do that. I'm bound. Hey, if if there was ever a year to try to save some money, it's this one. So it that is also true. Things are tight. Let's let's do it. But I know we kind of started this topic off slightly negatively, but we are. I mean, it still yes. looks great. Pikmin Three Deluxe version looks like it's going to add a lot of really cool new things. So even if you already even recently played Pikmin 3, like our very own Tom Marks, it might still be interesting to pick up and play again. So it adds a few things, including co-op for the whole story mode, uh, new side story missions featuring Alamar and Louis. Why did I say Alamar? Alamar. Gosh, playable character in Pikmin 2. And um, there's a new Piclopedia feature returning from Pikmin 2 that allows you to collect info on creatures and earn in-game badges by completing certain objectives. There's new difficulty options, comes with all Pikmin 3 DLC. And like that's quite a that's quite a lot. I mean, I'm stoked about having the whole game being co-op. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did they mention anything about um pointer controls? I'm not sure. Because that was like I was also wondering how it was going to control because yeah. the Wii U added that update with the touch screen and that was like a really good way to play it. So I hope the yeah, Switch yeah. version has the touch screen support. Me mm. too. Touch screen or um, like I, I'm hoping there's a bunch of options between analog sticks, touch screen, and potentially even pointer. Like they're yeah, they're, I know you know, the world ends with you use the touch screen in for the DS, but for the Switch version, they use the pointer, which I know a lot of people weren't. It's terrible. Of. Yeah, that that control yeah. scheme was really, really bad. I couldn't finish that game with it. <laughs> I hate to hear it. No, I honestly, I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't bother with the world ends with you on the switch either because of of that reason. I mean, because you get it's it's basically a port of the phone version as well. And if you already if the controls are, are already good on the phone, man, I feel like I'm really just ragging on the switch today. But <laughs> it's just it's just that kind of week. Yep. <laughs> but um, there are. just because we have pikmin 3 so we now have a bunch of wii u games now ported to the switch that a lot of people can now enjoy but there are still some wii u games that are stuck on the console but before i move on to this quick question will you guys be purchasing pikmin 3 deluxe on the switch yes uh right now i'll say no but i'm a nintendo sucker so (laughs) i know i will yeah (laughs) 
Sad. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely because I am a Nintendo sucker, and I love Pikmin. I love Pikmin mm-hmm. three so much. It's so yeah. I, I wish it was the I trilogy. I wish it was game. all three oh, yeah, coming that, to that Switch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really cool. But. That would have been great. Yeah. But, you yeah. Know, uh, I, I was thinking about this a lot today, and there was like there was some chatter around this on social media too. Is we we always keep saying like, oh, Nintendo should put out like a Mario collection or a Zelda collection. They're never doing that again. No. <laughs> like there's like I hate to be like, like a glass of you know water to the face on this one, but they're never doing that again. They can they can piecemeal individual games to all of us, and we'll keep buying them. Or a lot of oh, us yeah. will keep buying them. Um, like I, I think that the last time we really got collections like that, there was you know the Metroid Prime trilogy collection. There was uh, Super Mario All Stars basically just got ported to to Nintendo Wii on a disc. Then there was like no, the, they just you know, used the, the Super NES emulator and took the yeah, ROMs. That was exactly, it. Yeah, yeah. If you want to even call that a collection. Um, and then obviously, if you go back to the you know GameCube uh, Master Collection for Zelda and the Zelda Collection that had the NES, NES games on it and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, like, I, I don't really think we're going to see a lot of that from them. Like, I think that they'll put out Pikmin 3 for 60 bucks. And I think that maybe they'll put out Pikmin 1 and 2 individually as ports or uh, together on one disc or just not at all. But it is weird to, like, you know, just jump right into 3 and no news on what happened 1 or 2. And no news on what happened to 4, which Miyamoto just straight up said, like, they were working on a couple years ago, a long time oh, yeah. ago. I completely so, forgot that that mm-hmm. happened i remember <laughs> and since then all i've gotten is hey pikmin which i don't think people like very much no yes which is the one you should be forgetting about <laughs> <laughs> but i do want to say at least they're not they are just releasing one game for 60 bucks but they're not like phoning again phoning it in with this port like they did with tropical freeze which all they added was funky mode and they actually all they added was funky mode excuse me <laughs> yeah hey i'll stand by that it's better you know without what Funky, Funky Kong's appearance fee is just to walk through a club, hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the upcharge came from in the price. Uh, but this game's coming with all the DLC and the new modes and stuff. So I think it's I think it's worthy of the sixty dollar price tag, even though it is just a Wii U port. When other Wii U ports have have kind of just been drag and drop uh, for sixty bucks with not much done to them. Apparently, Funky, Air- Funky Airlines is down like ninety percent in twenty twenty. Things oh, are not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but great discounts, and there's always a free middle seat. So that's true. Yeah, that is there is. though? Because they advertise it, but you know, nine times out of ten, there's still there's still someone in that middle seat. No, no, no. social distancing rules. Well, do you do you want a regular flight or do you want a funky flight? I mean, <laughs> I want a funky really... flight. Well, the funky flight <laughs> always crashes into a tree on DK Island, so yes. I don't think you want uh, that one. But it's it's like a fake crash, right? Like you're still safe. Yeah. Fun. I mean, what's your <laughs> other option? You're gonna, how are you going to get across the country? A barrel? <laughs> Duh. No, but. Barrels and mine anyway, Funky flights aside. How dare you? <laughs> funky flights aside, there are still some games that are stuck on the Wii U and there's no way to play them on the Switch. Hopefully, maybe you have a Wii U. But that includes like Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, Game and Wario, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. And then there are. Um, I, I don't know if you. There's Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, both HD versions. Yeah. yeah. And if they bring Wind Waker HD over to the Switch, they need to add something to it, which is the ability to invert your controls. Or else I will. Right. <laughs> this is your thing. I forgot about that. They need to fix one well, other they thing. added it for Twilight Princess HD. Yeah. yeah. Go on a quick Do tangent it. on Wind Waker real quick. Okay. So I love Wind Waker. It's one of my favorite Zeldas. I was playing the 
replaying Wind Waker HD right before Breath of the Wild came out a few years ago, and I encountered a game-breaking glitch that ruins your save file for Wind Waker, and it's the Triforce Hunt part of the game, and there's these boats, just the ones with the cannons and, like, the Viking horns, and you need to shoot them down to get one of the pieces of the Triforce, and... I looked it up. It's an issue in the GameCube version, and they didn't fix it for the Wii U version. Sometimes one of the ships that has a piece just doesn't have the piece, and you can't complete the Triforce, and you can't finish the game. And that's the last time I touched Wind Waker over three years ago. It sucks, because I love that game. Yeah, that does Oh, suck. no. Well, so they need to I'm fix sorry. that, too. All right, Nintendo, well. inverted controls and fix that glitch. Oh, put it on I get it. They can put Wind Waker HD Deluxe and it's got the glitch fixed. There you go. Now. Funky. Yeah. And Logan, what they'll do to fix that problem is the second they announce that, they will delist the version you played on the spot. And so you'll never have <laughs> so to. So it can never replay it again. Yeah. I'm personally, I'm in favor of leaving a few games on the Wii U just because uh, that was such an, I believe, an overlooked system. I loved my Wii U. I was a huge supporter. Uh, of the wii u and when switch came out i thought to myself haha idiots i've got these collectible games that you'll never get to play because you missed out on the wii wrong way off they can i love the wii u it's my favorite system it can have uh animal crossing amiibo festival let's leave that one behind all the cuts are gonna be yeah and 2045 i'm honestly just going back on the fact that they have delisted pikmin 3 on the wii u eShop. i'm not personally that salty about it but i had this really niche thought (laughs) that came to me uh when i heard about that and content creators are going to have more a more difficult time getting both versions to do like uh comparison videos and things like that yeah 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 so that's it's a really silly really niche problem to have but it is still some that some people may come into and they probably bought up those last digital codes off of amazon today (laughs) yeah i'm kind of with you on that oh go ahead brian i was gonna say you could still get physical discs for it i mean they're obviously Mm -hmm. not pressing new ones or anything like that because the wii u's been discontinued for a long time um, I think since the day after it released. That's yeah. a joke. It's not real. Don't get mad at me. Um, and so you'll be able to buy those. I, I haven't even looked what they go for on Amazon, but it's, that's probably going up like crazy too. Yeah. I also forgot to mention uh, two things that ha- are being added to the deluxe version of Pikmin 3, and that is lock-on targeting and optional hits. Um, and I remember being, not having the lock-on targeting being a thing. That some people had issues with. I know when I first started playing it, it took a little bit to get used to, but the original Monster Hunter didn't have lock on targeting either, so I got used to it. Back in my day. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have we lock didn't on have. targeting. So this you had to do the claw question. to change the camera angles. But uh, you you can buy Pikmin three for seventy nine ninety nine on Amazon right now. So technically, the first <laughs> version is a better deal, and that's that's, that's for the Wii version. Or the Wii version, but you can also get the uh, digital code for it for nineteen ninety nine. But does Ooh. that still work? I would imagine it has to work. They probably just don't offer it for purchase. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Want to like, sacrifice twenty bucks to find out? Yeah. Go for it. It's not even the money. It's 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 hooking up my Wii U again. That's the real. Uh, mine's still hooked up. My disk drive I stopped working, all the time. and now it's not hooked up anymore. Aww. What do you play on your Wii U, Logan? Well, right now I'm playing a bunch of virtual stuff. console stuff, 
Okay. Yeah, I'm just true. sailing around that one square looking for the tripod. <laughs> uh, and a lot of virtual console stuff like F-Zero, things like that. I busted out this absolute gem the other day just to remember how little content it has. That's Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Oh, man. Uh, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Stop the Laws on YouTube did a video about how bad Mario Tennis Ultra Smash is, and that made me pick it back up. And that's another one that I think can stay stranded on the wii u but no super mario 3d world i still play too and that one needs to that one needs to yes. switch that's like the big one that i can't believe isn't here yet uh, mm-hmm. hard copies of pikmin 3 on ebay are dirt cheap so if you're looking for that get on it because corner you that market it anymore before it goes Scalping up later <laughs> but so we just talked about how pikmin 3 deluxe is coming to the nintendo switch on october 30th we finally have something to look forward to but until that comes out, Finally, we're going to be playing too. our backlog games. So let's talk about some of the games we'll be playing in the interim. I know Logan just started talking about that. We also collected some viewer yaps to play during this section as well. And if you don't know, yaps are video comments you can leave at the bottom of articles. We have been posting them on the main website, IGN.com, every week, and then posting that link in the Nintendo voice chat podcast forums on facebook so join that group if you haven't already to be in the loop on those when we do calls for voice comments but let's start it off seth what games yeah. are in your backlog that you're going to be playing while we wait for pikmin 3 and nothing Ooh-wee. else boy where to even begin on the backlog i have a bit of a problem where i'll buy games and then i'll just never play them and that used to be only on steam but now i have like many games like i, I actually have codename steam <laughs> it's rapper still but um i was just realizing the other day that i have a lot of uh of jrpgs like uh disgaea 5 and uh one of the tales games that i really liked and i just never went back to play so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna get lost in a, in a world of magic and whimsy with some good old jrpg action on the nintendo switch you know and, and when i'm not playing nintendo games yeah Brian, what about you? Um, I'm actually uh doing a playthrough of all the Halo games and all the Yakuza games because oh, I wow. realized I totally missed those. Um and so this has been a good time to sort of catch up on a bunch of stuff that isn't on a Nintendo platform yet, although they should totally put uh a Yakuza game on there. Or maybe Master Chief collection. Who cares? Like Master have... Chief and Smash. Yeah. There was a rumor yeah. like a decade ago that Halo was gonna be on 3DS. I remember that there were there were screenshots going around on that. I believe yeah, those were those turned out to be like fake, right? From wasn't that Matt Casamasima? Can we blame him for that? Former host of NBC. <laughs> Matt, what are you doing, Matt? Why are you making fake screenshots of Halo on the Nintendo yeah. 3DS? Get out of here. Um, See, so yeah, that's 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 probably it. And I'll, I'll probably dig through my Switch library and see what I uh, always wanted to get back to, but haven't really had a chance for. Things have been kind of quiet, but I've been playing a bunch of small indie games on Switch, so I haven't really felt the need to dig into our backlogs just yet, but I'll get there. I've actually, I've wanted to play Catherine. I know they they came out with a new version this year, and it's it came out on Switch last month, and I want to get back into that. And I guess it's not technically a backlog game. It's just replaying an old favorite with some like new content. But I have a ton of games in my backlog that I haven't touched that I need to play. I mean, I have this isn't Nintendo, but I have Xbox Game Pass and I like don't use it nearly enough. But I I never finish like what remains of Edith Finch. I never finish the original Last of Us. I got the Last of Us, the first one kind of bored me. 
don't come at me. <laughs> but no, I completely agree. Mm, completely but, um, disagree. Yeah, I, I need it. I need to go back and try and fit, finish that. And as far as Nintendo, I kind of I got 70 hours in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate and then I just kind of stopped playing. But I think I want to get back into it because there are still monsters in that game that I have never fought before. Yeah, I honestly have so many more games in my backlog. It's kind of impossible to talk about. Like I have God Eater and I just never got, picked it up and it's on my switch and it's just sitting there and I never even started the game. It's bad. It's awful. Same thing. Dragon Quest Eleven. I think a lot of people. Oh, oh man! You just finished Dragon Quest Eleven. I finished that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best JRPG of all time. Yeah. yeah I, I have to play it. But my my question for you guys is, I know a lot of the at least for me, a lot of the games in my backlog are games that I picked up and started to play, and then for some reason fell off, and always have the intention to come back. And then when there are lulls like these, I finally have the opportunity to do so. Persona 5 has been that game for me for That's since it came one. out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have 80 hours in that game, still not done. But I, I want to know what makes you stop playing a game, whether it's on purpose or inadvertently, and what makes you eventually go back to it if you do. Uh, Logan? Um, I think... A new game coming out is definitely something that can derail me finishing something old. That's, I think, the easiest one. But I don't know. I'm pretty terrible. Ever since I like got my own job, my own income uh, the last few years, and it's like, I can buy my own games. It's just like, oh, see that on sale for eight bucks? Buy it. There's probably 15 to 20 games on my Switch I haven't even opened. Like Okami. I've wanted to play that for years. It's sitting on my Switch untouched. And so I think that's actually a bigger thing than me. If I start a game, I'm more likely to finish it. But I think my bigger problem is buying games and never starting them, which is not good. I wish when you went to buy a game on Switch, a little pop up showed up and it was like, are you actually going to play this? And you were like, not for a while. And they're like, all right, well, it's well. too easy on Switch now to buy a game. Like in the 3DS days, you had to go through like 20 ah. steps to purchase a game. But now it's like, oh, buy it now. And there I know it is you, get that, you get that big square immediately pops up. It's so pretty. Yeah. And then and then it just gets pushed all the way down the row. Like, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brian? What makes you stop playing a game that you started? Uh, for me, it's usually like if if and I, I I love playing hard games, but if I'm if I play something that's just like designed like to feel cheap or repeatedly punishing me in a way that's like it's annoying to have to go through the same sequence over and over or watch the same cutscene over and over, I'll get like fatigued by a specific thing. Not necessarily like a boss I can't beat because that's like at least a challenge. But something that's just like a frustrating, stupid section with bad checkpointing, I will just kind of be like, all right, I'll come back to this later. And then something else will pop up and then I'll never finish the game ever again. I quit control for that reason. I couldn't stand the checkpointing and control. So I yes. never finished it. I did the same exact thing in the exact I same also game. I didn't finish control for pretty much the same reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. IGN's game of the year, 2019. Seth, what do you think? I, I was trying to think, why do I stop playing a game even when I'm enjoying it? And I have no good answer. I just one day will just stop playing the game and I'll never come back to it. There's so many gigantic games that I absolutely love. Some of my favorite games of all times. I have never finished. I've never finished Red Dead Redemption 2. That might be my favorite Whoa. game. I've never finished Metal Gear Solid 5. I have 160 hours into it. I've just run around trying to S rank every stupid level. I've never finished Skyrim. I don't even know how many. I bet it's a thousand hours I have into Skyrim over the generations. There's no reason for me to be this way. 
That's just how I am. I just love a game. I'll be hyper-focused. It's all actually, I don't want my kids to hear, but uh, Skyrim helped me quit smoking because I was so obsessed with it. I just played it for the three days of the, like the really hard withdrawals. And uh, so, yeah, I just hyper-focus on a game. And then one day I'm just like, I'm not playing this anymore. You heard it here. Skyrim, Skyrim cures smoking addiction. I tell everybody, I'm like, find a game that you're obsessed with quit cold turkey and then when you have that urge to have a cigarette just keep playing the game yeah. some health <laughs> tips yeah it's a good health tip i should have a wiki on that video game health tips like every time <laughs> call of duty do 10 push-ups that's a great one i think i saw yeah, recently, yeah get it going um mm-hmm. someone it was like whoa how'd you get so buff it's like every time i failed to a latrion i did one push-up <laughs> <laughs> but um i i just Seth, i wanted to, to touch on something sure i'll touch something you said real quick games are interesting in that they're like one of the only mediums where you can have something unfinished and say it's your favorite of all time you said that with red dead too it's like you don't sit yeah. down and watch like the dark knight and be like man hour through turn it off that's my favorite movie of all time <laughs> like gaming is so <laughs> weird true. that we can do that with yeah I think there are a lot of games. I mean, I never finished the story in Skyrim either, but I think a lot of people are like that where they put hundreds of hours into it and never bothered to finish the story. Mm-hmm. I didn't even play. I don't think I played any of the story. I was just like, oh, there's a cave and there's some monsters in it. I'll go inside. <laughs> it's like, I know I shouldn't be able to fight this troll, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yep. But no, I think what pulls me from games is that when I play a game and I get really into it, I like, I really, I get a lot of enjoyment out of games from being good at them. And it takes me a while to build that kind of like mind, the muscle memory to be good at a game and to remember all of the ins and outs from it, whether it's a an action game like Sekiro or if it's something with more systems like Rune Factory 4. And then I will inevitably get pulled onto a project for a wiki and then I have to stop playing every other game except for the wiki game for a period of time. And usually by the time that period of time is done and I can go back to playing a game I want to play... It feels so intimidating to relearn everything I did that I don't know if I want to spend the hours of time getting back to the point I was. And then I just don't want to do it. (laughs) That sounds like a really pessimistic way to look at things. But that in a bigger scope, I fell off of Final Fantasy 14 for a while and that's online. And I went back in and they had reworked my the class that I played, the warrior. To the point where I would have to not only reset all of my quick access bars, but I would have to relearn the class entirely. And I was just like, "Ah, nope. And I just never played that game ever again. Maybe I'm just lazy. (laughs) I think, I mean, like, you don't, you don't come to this medium if you're not a little lazy. (laughs) Like this is, this is a medium fundamentally designed around sitting in place for a very long time and staring at something while doing the most minor bits of muscle movement. Like, and I love it for that, but this is not like, this is not a rock climbing podcast. <laughs> but on that note, we did get a few viewer yaps and I wanted to check in on some. Skip my backlog, Casey. Wait, we did. I, we did. Logan, yeah. what's the backlog? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got, oh. I got a big one right here. I need to get it out to the thousands of NVC listeners so I can be held accountable to finish this game. Mario and Luigi in time it was the first game i ever got on the ds when i was but a wee child and i was terrible at video games and i got to the final boss i think just running through areas avoiding all the enemies and i have been stuck on the final boss for 14 years since the game came out 
and every so often I pick it up and try and play it again. And you save right in for, right before the final boss, so I've never wanted to go back and grind because um, you have to redo some sections to get back there. And so uh, a couple months ago, I finally went back and I went to the armor shop and I am wearing the base armor from the start of the game. <laughs> like, how did I even make it this far? So I've been grinding coins uh, to get the best armor and all the best items. And uh, this this month, I'll say it, I'm going to finally beat this game that's been on my plate for 15 years. It'll be, it'll be, I think, a spiritual experience when it finally happens. But momentous. That's my biggest one. Believe in you, Logan. You have to report Thank back you. when you've done. Actually, I want you to record yourself doing it so we can play it as a yap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. That's a good idea. But um, on that note, uh, I do want to play some other viewer yaps to see what you guys have been saving for your backlog. And the first one is from Charlie Gadsden. And he has a really huge list. And if I was being honest, my list would be more similar to his than what I revealed. Man, Nintendogs look so cool. <laughs> okay, well, my name is Charlie Gadsden, and I have quite the backlog. Uh, first of all, games that I've started on Switch but I haven't beaten. Final Fantasy X, X2, Good Job, Moving Out, Dragon Quest XI, the DLC for Celeste and Fire Emblem, Wargroove, Nino Kuni, Untitled Goose Game, Star Fox, I mean uh, Starlink, Battle for Atlas, Yukonami, <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles 4, Into the Breach, Shovel Knight, Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, and Dead Cells. And then there's games Ooh. that I downloaded, but I haven't even started yet. Collection of Mana, 7 Billion Humans, Final Fantasy XII, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, Moonlighter, Cuphead, and the DK DLC from Mario Rabbids. That's it. Whoop. That's it. <laughs> wow. You know, like, the, I think if I sat down and went through my Switch, I would, I'd be in a, I, I would have, like, a very similar list to that. That is terrifying. Yeah, like, no, same. Like, he threw in a couple, there's, like, Xenoblade's, like, what, like, 100-hour game? He just casually <laughs> threw it in there. Yeah. No big deal. But um, this next one is from Peter Jenkins, and he is considering some throwback games. Ooh. Hi, my name's Pete. I have just 100%ed Samus Returns. Hadn't oh, played wow. that since it first came out. Awesome game. Loved it. For my next one, I'm thinking going for a bit of a deep cut. So I'm thinking either... Uh, Virtual Boy Wario Land or Zack and Wiki. <laughs> Anytime you have the opportunity to play the Virtual Boy, do it. That's yeah. that's my vote. I really so, like. I like this guy's whole his whole shtick because he he reminded me of like a waiter at a really fancy restaurant. <laughs> Which one? <do> you <laughs> it's like but, coming coming up next. We've got we've got an aged Zack and Wiki. You can have a little bit of that. Uh, the chef's been working very hard on the three D <laughs> WarioWare game. Why do fancy waiters always have the same accent? I know it's so good. That was excellent. <laughs> I, I wanted to mention, I mean, Virtual Boy is cool and all, but Zack and Wiki is one of my favorite Wii games. So that would be my vote. I especially really like playing Zack and Wiki with other people because it's all puzzle. It's all point and click puzzle solving. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's a great game. Go and play Zack and Wiki if you guys haven't played Zack and Wiki. And congrats on 100 percenting uh, Samus Returns. I yes. I can actually repeat your stick here. I just abandoned Samus Returns. It's in my backlog now. I started it and didn't finish it. So why didn't you finish uh, it? Opposite sides on that. I I don't know. Brian Brian might get upset at this. I just can't do Metroidvanias. I don't know. Uh, I just I'm get frustrated I'm, when I'm I get instead of just disappointed. <laughs> isn't disappointed a form of being upset? Y- yes. Yes, now it is. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. No, it's I don't know. Okay. I just I get 
I get frustrated when I get to a place and don't have the thing instead of being like, oh, I'm excited to come back here when I have it. I'm like, I wish I just had it now. So I, yeah. I just can't really do them. <laughs> wish and I could because Metroid's like a legendary franchise I've just never really gotten into. It's Look, just I'm like going to be honest. Life, though. Like, it's like you go somewhere, you don't have any money, and then you come back with, when you have the money and you can get the, you can get the thing. Right, that's said. like why I have all these games that I couldn't afford when I was a kid. Exactly, because you're living in <laughs> you the right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, this last yap is from Preston Chase, and he's showing kind of what he's playing as a family and what he's playing on his own as well. Right. <laughs> hey, NBC. Uh, we are uh, currently playing as a family. We're playing. Can you show them the games? Uh, okay. Super Mario Maker. I'm making him some Super Mario uh, levels, which is really cool. Uh, we're also playing. What are we playing? What else are we playing? Um, Ring Fit. Ring Fit. We're playing a lot of Ring Fit as a family. Mario Maker and Ring Fit. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm also. Uh, Hi, these guys are playing. In my spare time, I'm trying to play a little bit of uh, Metroid as well. I've got. A, I'm on a little bit of a Metroid kick, hey, so wanting. Hey, Thank you guys for the show. For those of you who are not watching and just listening, his kid just started putting the game onto his face and preventing mm -hmm. him from speaking. It was very cute and funny. Which, which to me says that he will never get through his backlog. Oh no, it's never happening. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, that but I adorable. think it, he, there's a good point to be taken out of this, and that I mean, Ring Fit and Mario Maker are not are not new games but they are very they have a lot of replayability and i think a mm -hmm. lot of nintendo games have that like i mean i play mm -hmm. I, I still play smash mario party ring fit mario maker they all have so much replayability that even if they can perpetually be a part of your backlog <laughs> yeah. so yeah, we just talked about awesome. uh some of our nintendo backlog games we will be playing while we await for more and you know i completely forgot so i know that we are getting pikmin 3 deluxe in october this year but we're also getting a pokemon snap this year supposedly maybe oh yeah that's right and i forgot that was happening so now i have two things to look forward to thanks nintendo <laughs> But up next, I did want to talk about some cool Nintendo stuff, including the Lego, the NES Lego set oh. that Brian has. And I also got the Genki Covert Dock that I'm excited to talk about. But first, Brian, show us your NES Lego set. It looked really so cool. Envious. Sure thing. Uh, so uh, over the weekend on Saturday, Nintendo uh, and Lego, uh, who had originally announced a partnership a while back with the sort of lego mario toys which were you know kind of uh doofy looking uh sort of figurines that had some interactive stuff we'll talk about those in a second um i was a little bummed out when i first heard about that partnership because it wasn't really specifically for my warped age group of uh adult child men who buy <laughs> toys still um it was much more clearly aimed at children although that didn't stop a lot of my friends such as you mike drucker uh, from buying all of the toys i was looking for something a little bit more sort of like classic lego and uh they put out this lego nes which oh is one of the coolest sets they've ever done uh it's expensive it's 229.99 it's around 2646 pieces um but it is a air quotes like working nes you can't plug it in anything but it does have a uh sort of as you can see it has a the the, la the the latch in the front opens and closes. It's got those weird little knobs on the side, those flaps <laughs> that open up. I never understood that. 
Um, you can actually, it's got a spring-loaded cartridge slot. No way. You can, like, listen to that. Oh, that awesome. sounds like an That's NAS. very satisfying. Like, yeah. um, is it one-to-one? Is it, like, the right size? No, so that's where it gets a little weird. So uh, there's a there's a controller too that comes with a cable, and now the controller is one to one to the controller that you probably most recently saw uh, as part of the classic NES, right? Um, or maybe you got those Nintendo Joy Cons that were actual size to the original uh, NES uh, controllers. The console itself and the cart, the Super Mario Kart itself, are a little bit smaller, so it's kind of weird, but. It's such a cute little set. Like oh. it's it's just really really cool. And you build every piece. Uh, there's only like a few stickers in the entire set. And there is an Easter egg here that I don't know if I want to spoil because I know some of you at home are still waiting for it. But I'll just say there is a a part that there is a specific part of this thing that you I was building. And about halfway through building it, I realized I was building something that was like a really cool little nod. It has to do with the sort of theme that's happening here, but wasn't integral to the actual architecture of the original NES console. But by pulling up on a small flap on the side of the system, uh, you can see it. And so I don't want to spoil it, um, even though like the information's out there. But if you're one of the people still excited for this thing uh, or you ordered one, then um, just be excited because it's really cool. Lastly, this is basically two sets in one. Um, it also shipped with a television, which oh. is. An entire other thing. Uh, this is an old school sort of. CRT it's really TV. cool looking. Yeah, it's an awesome. That's awesome. Oh, so um, cool. It's got it's got like uh, clicking knobs, like that. Yeah. You know, that noise. UHF it's got, noise. Yeah, it's got an antenna that tucks into the back. Um, oh, and the coolest thing about it, let's see if I can get this to work, is it plays Mario. And so it's weird how it it's weird how it does that, right? Because it's basically like you have to twist this thing and an entire like game inside the system will scroll and as you can see like it does get stuck every now and then but uh it's like a little 8-bit mario that stands like on this thing and as you turn it like he will climb up and down things and and oh. jump and fall and it's just really weird really clever uh some modders on youtube have already um pulled apart the guts of all of these things and put a working NES inside it, put a screen inside this uh, to turn it into an actual television. I have a feeling because um, the way it's this crazy. thing works is it's insane. So you're basically building this giant rotating sort of like think of just like a, a, a huge kind of like roll the spools of paper or something like that, but out of bricks and it's out of, it's all pixel art. And so you go in there and you add piece by piece and you build out an entire Mario level. And when you're done, uh, it, scrolls infinitely which is sort of this perpetual hell for mario to live in but um, yeah, that's fine it's entertaining for us yeah i will say like i've i've been you know buying lego here and there for years building legos this is one of my favorite builds that i've ever done uh it's a super fun build it's also like a really awesome thing to display because it's just this big chunky box it doesn't really feel like like i have a lego a millennium falcon and it's like it just accumulates dust and you have to open up the flaps and it's, it's also really delicate. This is just like a big, two big rectangles. And so, yeah, uh, check those out. They sold out, but I have a feeling they'll put some more up for, for sale. Yeah. They're coming uh, to soon. wider availability later in the year, like retail, like target and Walmart yeah. probably and Amazon probably. So cool. Yeah. Which is really, really awesome. It also like selfishly, it makes me want, um, 
first of all, I want more carts. I want them to do a gold Zelda one. That'd be oh, super cool. That'd be awesome. Um, I, I'm hoping that somebody just kind of reverse engineers the instructions here uh, and figures out how to do that. Uh, and secondly, I want them to make like a Game Boy, a Super Nintendo, an N64, everything. Like a, a so you can have a whole Lego Nintendo collection. I want a GameCube. Yeah, yeah I feel like I feel a like single that would be really four by cool. four purple brick. It's a tiny yeah. Nintendo GameCube. <laughs> it is worth pointing out. This is expensive. It's it's actually fairly on the cheaper side for Lego. Lego is always an expensive company, but um, yes, you can buy like two working NESs for this cost. You can buy. You can almost buy a Switch Lite. You probably buy yeah. a used Switch Lite for this cost. So, and it is two hundred and twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. You can get a switch light for less. Oh yeah, switch yeah. light's one ninety nine. So you mm-hmm. could get, you could probably get the switch light and like a, a a couple of used games for for less than that. I mean, and the co- switch is two ninety nine. So, but for collectors, it seems really cool. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I did want to quickly just mention that the Lego Super Mario sets are available now as well, and these are a little bit more interactive than the the NES Lego sets. Um, there are so many expansion sets that come that don't come with but you can add on to the adventures with mario starter course which is 59.99 and then you have expansion sets all the way up to 99.99 which is bowser's castle boss battle expansion which i feel like if you're going to get the starter course you're going to want to have bowser's castle boss battle expansion yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um I mean, the, the starter course comes with mario and bowser jr which mm-hmm. is like that's not how any Mario game ends. So, no. you know, <laughs> but yeah. the rest of them seem, I mean, I mean, honestly, they're all optional. Obviously, if you want to just see what it's about and get it, get the gist, the starter course should be enough for you. But there's a ton of other stuff, including um, uh, character packs that are, are $4.99. And I believe those are blind boxes or blind bags. Yeah, I'm not crazy bags. about that um, no. because this is already this isn't a this is a pretty expensive sort of like hole to fall in um, with the, you know, initial pack costing 60 bucks and additional packs costing anywhere between 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, a hundred. Uh, so if you are a collector and you want to get all those things, like there's a finite amount of money you can spend, which is a lot, but the blind bag stuff, which are all sort of enemies, I think, I believe there are six or eight different ones and they're mm-hmm. four ninety nine each means that you would have to either feel feel the bags and hope for the best um which some people have been known to do with blind bags or just buy a ton of them and trade them with people and hope that you collect them all and so like that's that's kind of frustrating because that's uh like i sort of see the fun of that but also it it feels like a little a little gross after how much everything else costs Mm -hmm. um then again lego's been doing blind bag stuff with minifigs for like ages now and it's wildly successful so i totally get it and if i was a kid i would be like doing everything i could to collect all these things so once again i'm part of the problem i'm sorry (laughs) but that's there we actually have a few videos on ign.com uh playing with I don't know. That sounds weird to play. It's like there are videos of people playing with these Legos in some of the videos that we have, but I'll go ahead and link to those if you're curious about seeing more about the Super Mario Lego sets. And um, real quick, Brian, if you had to give the Lego NES set a, a good old one out of 10 IGN scale score, what would you give it? I would give it a nine out of 10 because the uh, legs on the TV don't actually connect to it it's just kind of a stand oh. and also because uh the light on the nes is clear and not red which would have indicated that it comes on but my last gripe is that it doesn't come with any cables to pretend to hook it up to the tv but that's just <laughs> you need the cable roll. mess 
Yeah, that's role play at that point. Like it's not even it's not real. <laughs> now, um, I wanted to mention so a while back, like a long while back, there's a Kickstarter from Genki about a new switch dock. And it actually ended up getting twenty six thousand four hundred and six backers who pledged one million seven hundred ninety thousand nine hundred and forty six dollars to help bring this project to life. And that is this right here. This is the box for the covert dog. I already, I'm terrible. I already opened it and it's all out. But um, I opened this and I spent maybe 10 minutes less, five minutes. It took me five minutes to, to plug it in and it worked with my switch perfectly without any problems. And all you do, you just plug it in and then you connect the switch with the USB-C to USB-C oh. cord, which the package comes with. And then you hook an HDMI into this as well and into your TV. And it worked perfectly. I had no problems. Usually I have to finagle with these things a little bit. But yeah, no issues whatsoever. And this kit actually also comes with, so you can close this. And it has, I'm not totally sure how this works, but it has, um, they have adapters for when you're traveling internationally. So it basically comes with everything a switch owner on the go needs. And I'm very glad that this worked totally well well and you can also use this like as your switch charger as well because it just USB-C to USB-C it, it charges the switch at the same time um i'm super happy with this full disclosure they did send this to me for free to to check out but i was super excited about this and i've been i was really looking forward to using this while going on all of my trips this year because i thought i was going back to germany and then that's not happening but now i do have it for whenever that does happen and the genki covert dock is 7499 and I, it's kind of pricey. Um, I thought that they were coming out with a, a cheaper version that didn't come with all of the, because there are quite a few there adapters here, depending for like international travel. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of part of what you're paying for. Yeah. But, uh, full disclosure. <laughs> I, I backed this Kickstarter. Yeah. And was super excited for it. And mine's here and it's in the box still because I haven't been traveling either. Um, and I really miss being the Switch player on the go. Uh, <laughs> that's gone away. But yeah, they, I mean, the regular dock is, I, I believe, 90 bucks. Um, oh, yeah. So, so this is cheaper than the regular dock. Yeah. yeah good luck it, finding the regular dock. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they're impossible. The oh, Switch interesting. Dock, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say too, it's worth mentioning because I talked about my horror stories on the show. Uh, I, I I I tested a third party like Nyko doc uh, a while back that was supposed to be sort of like this, and um, it made it so I couldn't dock my Switch again. And I told mm -hmm. that whole horror story on the show about mailing my oh, Switch yeah. to Nintendo, um, and I believe that was the cause of it. So I was super hesitant about this, um, but reading up on this product, Genki did just an insane amount of research on this. This wasn't something that they just like pushed out the door like Nyko did with, with their thing. Um, this is, this is something that they've meticulously painstakingly tested repeatedly. And so, you know, I backed this with confidence and the design of it, it's really cool. It's got this little travel pouch and everything. Um, and yeah, I'm super bummed Casey. Like we were, we were probably what a week and a half away from like getting on uh, an yeah. airplane and going to Germany this year. Yep. I was going to go like, to, yeah, I was going to go yeah. to London for Pokemon World Championships and go to Germany for Gamescom. Yeah. <sighs> Wear a mask, everyone. Yeah, please. <laughs> please let Let's Americans travel out. again. Let's get this over with. Gosh. 
But anyway, that is about it for our cool stuff that we wanted to show off, not to make anyone jealous, but the stuff is out there and you can now purchase it yourself and be a proud owner of a Genki Covert Dock or the NES Lego set once it becomes available again or the Super Mario Lego sets as well. And I did want to move on to some more news, even though we are very rapidly running out of time, but very quickly, um, Nintendo has dropped a free Smash update. Just out of the blue, randomly, didn't tell anyone it was happening. And then all of a sudden it's like, what? There's a new field. But yeah, there is a new stage called Small Battlefield. And basically it is, it's basically Pokemon Stadium 2, but a little bit smaller or a regular battle, the regular Battlefield map without the center platform. And I believe it's easier to jump onto the platforms without having to like finagle things. And there are some competitive things to think about, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, (laughs) You can also play any song on any of the three Battlefield stages in Final Destination. There's a stage selection screen, got a slight redesign, and there have also been some tweaks to online that no one is totally sure about what what they did, but apparently it works a little bit better, and it is now easier to get into Elite Smash, which should fix the issues of being matched up with people as well online. Yeah. You guys still playing Smash? Going to check out the new stage, even though it's pretty simple? No, but I think that's a, played that's on a it really, yesterday. It's a really cool thing. Oh, you did? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it, w- it was kind of weird. I found this on Twitter yesterday, and after radio silence from Nintendo on news and announcements, I'm like, is this real? I was like looking for the verified check mark. I'm like, yes, this is a real stage and not someone who just edited off the top platform of Battlefield. So it's really random, but it's cool that it's free for everybody. Uh, and it's the first time I can remember Sakurai actually is doing something with the competitive community in mind uh, stage wise. So I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's a really good sign as well. And they it was kind of the way they released it was very humble. I mean, they could have made a bigger deal about it and they didn't. They just kind of dropped it and was like, here you go. And I think that says a lot about Sakurai and Nintendo wanting to continue giving support to Smash. Did but, they delist the old uh, <laughs> stage? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's still there right next to it. You can pick it, pick it with very, very small changes. And most people probably won't care that much, but it's there for people who do. In other small news, there is no more hero switch port rated has been rated in Taiwan. So we know that uh, it might be coming. And in 2018, Suda 51 teased that he had been talking with Marvelous about potential switch, switch ports for no more heroes and its 2010 sequel, Desperate Struggle. Would you guys replay no more heroes on the switch? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. I love that game. That game is awesome. I never played it. So, Oh, man. Yeah. Add it to the backlog. It's um, <laughs> Put it in the bar. You can definitely buy the JPEG and watch it slide down the row. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, lo- I love that game. And I think it's... Uh, th- we were just talking before about like them, about Nintendo putting Pikmin 3 out, but not having a way to play Pikmin 1 and 2. I think this is such an awesome idea. Um, like doing like a quick sort of like cheap $20 port for this thing and crash coursing you know exactly uh, how you can play it on switch like i hope they add the uh like there were some really perverted i would say is the word for it uh uh wiimote usage on this that i think could work with the joy con um and so hopefully that they figure out a way to port that over too but yeah i would totally play this game again it's super funny yeah i would as well And in some other small news, this is kind of more funny and not newsy newsy, but it's interesting and I wanted to bring it up, bring it up. But someone noticed in a historical fiction novel by John Boyne, it's a book called The Traveler at the Gates of Wisdom. 
he mentions some stuff from Zelda Breath of the Wild. And in this, there's a an expert excerpt from this book talking about creating dye. And in it, he says that they use the red Lozalfos and four Hylian shrooms. And the funny thing is that if you look up, I think if you just Google red dye, the first page that comes up is one of those Google box outs for, for a wiki page about red dye and Breath of the Wild. Nice. So we assume that's what happened. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Ingredients, red dye clothes. And that's the first thing that comes up. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a bummer. Cause I, I mean, you can't really like patch a book. No, I mean, you can't. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's kind of cool. There's like a, this is, this is an official Zelda book now. <laughs> Canonically. <laughs> Canonically. Uh, yeah. It was based off of history, according to this historical fiction novel. Which I like it, off it on the timeline. Yeah, it's it, but like the recipe has like key swing, and it's like yeah, the, nothing stopped your head to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. They, I don't know how you looked at it. I guess maybe they looked at just the Google box out and didn't read the URL because if you look at the Google box out, it's just like a hmm. a bullet point list of ingredients. So I mean, hmm. if you don't I, know, you don't know. I just like the idea that somebody researched a book for historical fiction and then just like called it in on this one detail. Like, ah, yeah, red dye. Uh, I don't know. Google it. Yeah, <laughs> red resolve tales. It should have gone to uh, the 18th century cooking channel. He probably has a an episode about that. Probably, but that is there. There is one more piece of news which is kind of disappointing, and it looks like Universal Orlando's Super Nintendo World has been delayed indefinitely it was originally going to open to the public in 2023 and now they're not so sure 2023 is still pretty far away and that makes me really worried because if they're worried about 2023 should i be worried about 2023 are we gonna have two more years of this (laughs) internally screaming but uh thanks for that pessimism universal orlando studios orlando universal studios i appreciate it not at all but that was all the news for this week and i wanted to very quickly uh, just mention some games out this week that tom marks left for us and this was a scully uh, which is a 3d adventure game and please if any of you guys have anything to say about any of these games stop me and I, you can talk but scully is a 3d adventure game where you roll around as a skull really fast and then become different elemental golems to solve other puzzles um Tom says this doesn't have the best reviews so far, so maybe check uh, that out before. I know it sounds really cool, right? It yeah, sounds interesting. I was super into it. And then there is Swim Sanity exclamation part exclamation point where it's a side-scrolling underwater co-op shmup style thing. Tom says it looks pretty neat question mark. And <laughs> lastly, there's Airy Broken Memories where you fly around as a bird and look at pretty areas for only fifteen dollars, which sounds very nice and relaxing. That does sound good. Sounds relaxing. I'm into that. Yeah. I need that this year. Yeah, I think I might I might actually pick that up. I'm $15 is one of those prices where I'm just like hard to beat. Yeah, I'll I'll play that. I'll play it. I'll do it. I'll check it out. Sounds chill. Let's do it. Switch icon. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) And I know we already spent a lot of time talking about our backlog and games that we're playing, but I know I wouldn't mention Logan, you're playing Paper Mario and F Zero. Tell us about it. I'm really into both of them right now. I think Origami King is great. I think it's easily the best Paper Mario since the first two on N64 and GameCube. Uh, I really love just the humor, the writing. 
uh, and the the worlds that you visit are just really fantastic. So I'm super into that game. And if you're hesitant, if you don't like what Paper Mario's become, I think it's time to kind of embrace the new direction for the series and jump on board with the Origami King because I'm I'm super into it. Uh, and then yeah, F Zero. I've been dying to talk about F Zero. I have never played this franchise before. And then one day I just booted up the SNES app online and played the entire F-Zero for, to completion all the way through the top oh, ranks. Good. And now I'm playing them on my 3DS and my Wii U, F-Zero X. I have F-Zero GX on the oh, GameCube. Man. And I love that I'm into a new Nintendo franchise I've never really dabbled in. And at the same time, heartbroken, I had to pick one that's been dormant for 16 years. <laughs> so kind of a kind of a double-edged sword there, but I'm really loving yeah. my time with it. Which racer did you use on the, on the SNES version? I don't remember the name of it, but the pink one that really terrible acceleration, but high top speed. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Pink car guy. Yeah, but it's it's just super fun. I love how they all race differently, too. Like, I feel like I have to relearn it with every new entry. But yeah, it's it's just really, really fun. And I also have that weird verse nostalgia because I know the entire soundtrack from Smash Brothers. So it's like, oh, yeah, I know. I know these tunes. So that's kind of a weird part of it, too. Now you're making me want to get into a new old Nintendo franchise. I've never played an F-Zero Zero. either. Zero so. phenomenal. That was one of two games that we got for Christmas the first year we had our Super NES. The other was Pilot Wings, which, by the way, I'm the world's best Pilot Wings player. There's an old stream out there of me showing my skills. <laughs> Bring it up. No. But uh, Seth and Brian, would you <laughs> mind if we move on to answer at least one more question block? Or did you no, have a game that it. you really wanted to talk about? Because if you do, no, go I'm for playing- it. I'm playing Question Block, the ultimate game. Perfect. Sounds great. We're, play, we're all playing Question Block, the ultimate game. And this first Ooh. question is from Victor Hernandez. And he asks, what's the best Zelda story in your opinion? Ooh. It's hard, right? I'm, I'm just going to say Link's Awakening. I always do. My favorite one, hands down. <laughs> like it's without spoiling anything. But it, yeah, I, I think that where that one goes, that I, some of my favorite Zelda stories are the ones that move as far away from the sort of traditional cycle of link wakes up goes to the eight holes and then kills the pig, you know, like there's, there's like <laughs> when they, sh- when they really mix it up and it gets weirder or darker mm-hmm. or funnier. Um, that's when it gets more interesting for me. So yeah, See, links awakening. I think Majora's I'm, I know I've, I talked about like Majora's mask uh, last week as well, but I think Majora's mask is some of the best micro stories out of any of the, the other Zelda games where they tell full complete small stories about all of these different characters in very good ways but if we're talking about overarching plot of the entire game i think skyward sword was probably one of the better ones as far as story goes and it's been a while since i played but i just remember being very impressed and intrigued Hmm. Logan. The story in that game is really good, um, but I think I have a kind of a different take. I really, really like the story in Twilight Princess. Uh, it's because it takes a lot from Ocarina of Time, but it, it remixes it in a lot of interesting ways. And I also think that's one of the first. I think Skyward Sword has this too, but one of the first Zelda games that has side characters that you care about over the length of the game rather than just the fifteen minutes that you encounter them across the world. Uh, and the darker style didn't work for a lot of people after people begged for it for years. But I really like kind of the darker story that's told in Twilight Princess. And uh, yeah, that's my pick. What about you, Seth? I'm thinking about it and I'm I think maybe Breath of the Wild is my favorite, even though the 
story story is pretty straightforward i just like the whole world that it builds and the supporting characters that uh you know hold hope that well they support the story that's there and i think yeah that one that one definitely is is my favorite even though it's not like a linear like a to b sort of sort of story and with that, that is about all of the time we have left for Nintendo Voice Chat this week. Remember, you can check and out NVC every Thursday at 3 p.m. on your favorite podcasting platform like YouTube or Spotify or IGN.com. And remember, NVC is the only place you can. Get the thing. <laughs> the thing. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.